The Tower, Episode 29, The Titans TV Show, Season 2, Episode 1. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. The Titans TV show has returned on the DC Universe app. The first episode of the second season dropped on Friday, September 6th. And look at that. I'm getting this episode out in a timely manner, recording this on Sunday, September 8th. So kudos to me. So uh, yeah, season two. It's time to do some more episode recaps for those interested in the Titans TV series. Now, before we do, I have to point out that this podcast, the Tower Podcast, turned 10 years old this summer. That's right, 10 years. According to an old blog of mine, the very first Tower Podcast, which was just an introductory episode, it was like a zero episode, basically, It was released as a website exclusive on the old CGS homepage. Now, this blog post is dated July 29th, 2009, so I have to imagine that the Zero episode was released, you know, sometime before that, if not on that same day, 10 years ago, July 29th, 2009. Uh, That episode can be found on both the Daily Rio's feed It was one of the episodes released in the first year of the Daily Rios. It's dated March 19th, 2013. Uh, I think that makes it episode 187. Uh, But you can also find it on the Tower feed. The Daily Daily Rios presents the Tower if you are subscribed to that. So depending on which one, uh, which feed you're subscribed to, uh, you can go back and get that episode. Ten years, 29 episodes. (laughs) That's not a lot. You know, that's uh, just just shy of um, three episodes a year, right? In those 29 episodes, I've covered nine issues of the New Teen Titans, which was, you know, which is supposed to be the focus of this podcast, the volume one New Teen Titans series. I've covered more episodes of the TV show than I have of the comic. Ouch. But anyway, some of you are still listening, including uh, Mike Z, who left my first iTunes review for the Tower podcast feed back in March. So thanks for that, Mike. So yeah, 10 years, we will see how this second decade goes. Uh, You know, this is an on-again, off-again podcast, but, um, you know, I do my best. So anyway, Titans TV show, season two, episode one, entitled Trigon. Now, with all of these review recap episodes, whatever you want to call them, I'm basically just riffing on generic thoughts that I jot down as I watch the episode once or twice. It's not going to be in-depth because, honestly, I'm still waiting for this series to ramp up enough to warrant that kind of in-depth attention from me. That's right. I said it. (laughs) So, yeah, this is an episode one. It's a new season. But... As many people have said online, this absolutely should have been the season one finale. 
Now, I talked about this in the last Tower episode when I covered Titans season one's finale, uh, where it felt like, I don't know, it just felt like things got interrupted. The story got interrupted, and it ended on this weird pseudo cliffhanger. Now, I've since read that creators of the Titan series intended it to be this way. They purposely took the season one finale and held it for the season two opener as a way to give it more weight or as a way to open season two with a bigger bang. I think that was a bad move because, first of all, season one ended, as I said, on a very lame note. And three-fourths of this episode, all I did was sit there and go, why wasn't this the finale? Why wasn't this the finale? So uh, I had to watch it a second time just so I could go, okay, what did I miss? Because I was too busy fuming. Um, This episode is clearly a part two. It's wrapping up a whole bunch of the previous stories. And even though they said they wanted this episode to kick off season two, it's really only the last five to ten minutes um, that push us into new ideas that show us what's going to happen for the second season. So again, not sure why they held this episode off. Um, So what is the episode about? Uh, It's the wrap-up of Rachel's origin story from season one as she progresses into her Raven final form somewhat. It does clear away Trigon, which is good because I I thought I had this fear that he was going to be a featured character this season in his weak-ass human form, and I'm really glad that that's not going to happen. It also brings about the um, an end of sorts to the conflict that Dick was having with his inner darkness, so he does get some closure, uh, and it brings all of the characters together, uh, all of the characters, the younger ones and the older ones. And then by the end, it separates Dick with the younger younger members, um, Raven and Beast Boy and Jason Todd. And we'll see where the focus goes there. So if the first season was about Raven, I have to assume that this season is about the Titans, I hope. Although with some of the hints of things to come, it really feels like it's more about Young Justice or... It's more about the era of Titans in the comics that Jeff Johns was writing where Cyborg, Starfire, and, um, well, I guess it was uh, to a degree Beast Boy and Raven where they were sort of the older members of the team and then the younger ones were Tim Drake and a younger Wonder Girl and the clone Superboy and uh, Impulse as Kid Flash. So it kind of feels like it's headed that way. Like, I feel like we completely are skipping over the whole New Teen Titans era. Um, but maybe not. We'll see. Maybe maybe they're, they, they will wind themselves back there. Um, so anyway, here are some quick hits. These are the things I thought about as I was watching it. Um, and this is kind of like a loose synopsis of what actually happened. We open this episode where Dick has changed from his nightmare, Trigon is in his human form, and he has to wait until Rachel's heart breaks for him to fully access his power, I guess, and take over the world. Uh, Hawk and Dove meet up with Jason Todd at Wayne Manor, who is, he's there all by himself. They were sent there by Rachel, um, and he knows a way to find Dick. And then... They do that. They meet up with Donna and Corey, who are still 
outside of a force field. They are arguing over the best way to proceed to try to get into the force field. It also gives us a lot of exposition. I'm not totally enamored with some of the characterization there. Um, you know, we're reminded that Corey's an alien, and Donna realizes that, oh, there's a new Robin now. And the viewers are reminded that Trigon wants to destroy the world. So it's really just like an exposition scene. Inside the house, uh, Rachel and Gar are running from Dick Grayson. Um, eventually, Trigon allows all the other Titans to come into the house. And this is where we get a bunch of scenes that are reminiscent of the first story arc that opened the Baxter run of the New Teen Titans, the volume two of New Teen Titans, where as a way to possess all of the Titans, Trigon put them through their worst nightmares. So in this sequence, uh, Corey kills Rachel because that's what she was tasked to do. Um, uh, we learned a little bit about that in uh, some of the last episodes of last season, um, that that's her whole mission. Even though we don't, like, I don't know if they ever got back to, like, why does she have amnesia and why, you know, what was she doing in the Ukraine, I think it was. I don't know. There's a lot of backstory to Starfire that they kind of, kind of skipped. So I'm assuming they're going to get back to that. So in her nightmare, she does what she was created to do. She kills Rachel, and then that's how she turns. We get a brief glimpse of Donna's origin, you know, when she um, is found in an apartment building fire. In this version of her origin, her dad dies in the fire, or, you know, we have to assume it's her dad. He dies in the fire. Uh, she goes out and she actually catches the pyromaniac that said everything and throws him out a window. And then that's how she turns. Um, we get a scene with Jason Todd versus Dick in their Robin costumes uh, to the point where, uh, you know, Jason kind of has a little bit of a turn in this episode, um, both in the scene with Hawk and Dove and in this scene where he keeps saying, no, you know, I, I don't want to replace Dick. That's not why I'm here. Uh, he actually wants to make amends in a way for for how he was acting and how he treated Dick in season one. But in this nightmare, he winds up and uh, winds up shooting Dick, killing him. And uh, you know, I guess the whole notion is that he's going to take over being Robin. And he shoots him with the gun that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. So that's how he turns. Um, we have Hawk and Dove who. Hawk gives Dove some drugs to calm calm herself down or to make her feel good, and that turns him, but we don't ever get Dove's side of things, so I don't know if it's just that she's accepting the drugs and maybe that's what turns into her nightmare. I don't know. That was a little weird, but anyway, uh, they all get turned. We get that whole, you know, they all have this darkness in their eyes. It's very similar to the Baxter Run thing. And unlike the Baxter Run story, instead of them attacking Raven, they beat up Gar. And that's the thing that kind of breaks Rachel. So Trigon goes, and he rips out her heart, which is kind of weird. Uh, he forms a gemstone and puts it on her forehead, and then she turns. And that's how she becomes, um, you know, fully his daughter. We also see Trigon in his demonic form it is not good the cgi feels very weightless i don't necessarily like the 
the uh, antlers that he has. It's not, you know, comic accurate in any way. Um, I don't know. It just looks bad. The CGI is not good. He also kills Angela, Rachel's mother, along the way. And we think that Gar gets beat up uh, pretty badly, even maybe might even think he might be dead. But then he turns into a snake, which is new. Uh, all he did in season one was turn into a tiger, but here he is turning into a snake. So I don't know. Maybe his powers have changed or grown because of this trauma. We we shall see. He manages to clear Rachel's mind, and she in turn manages to clear Dick's mind. And um, we don't really get a big battle. All we get is Rachel confronting her father, and somehow... She just has enough power that she can send him back to wherever it was that he came from. And he's defeated. And that's it. And all those people, everybody else is just standing there. I have no idea why Hawk and Dove and Jason were needed. They didn't do anything. Nobody did anything. Uh, it was just Rachel somehow had enough power to defeat her very powerful dad, I I guess. And that's really where it ends. Um and we get to see Jason Todd scream on a live newscast, the Titans are back, bitches. Uh, we get a scene where we see the division between the younger members and the older members. Robin decides to, Dick decides to take Jason, Rachel, and Gar uh, away. And the adults, Hawk and Dove and Donna and Starfire, go their way. So I don't, you know, eventually I, I imagine they all come around then we cut to a scene where we meet Slade Wilson, uh, played by Isai Morales. And, uh, you know, he looks pretty good. He's got the white hair and the white beard and the, the eye patches on the correct side. Uh, he sees that news report that the Titans are back, so cl clearly he has some history. And he disappears to his home where we see a gentleman. I assume it's going to be Wintergreen. Uh, they talk for a little bit, but then they go down into this basement where, all, you know, there are all these weapons and guns. And, of course, there is a Deathstroke uh, costume, uniform, uh, waiting for Slade Wilson. Now, I've seen I've seen people online say it's the most comic-accurate uh, Deathstroke costume on TV yet, and I totally disagree with that. The coloring is not right. The design is not. I don't know which version they're talking about. It's certainly not the original Perez version. Maybe it's reminiscent of what he's wearing now. I'm not sure, but I think I've seen better versions. Um, then we cut to Dick having a heart-to-heart -heart with Bruce Wayne. We finally get to see Bruce Wayne. He's played by Ian Glenn, who is um, Jorah Mormont on Game of Thrones. Uh, this is a very different Bruce Wayne. He's older. I mean, Ian Glenn himself is 58. This Bruce Wayne, is he feels older. He almost feels like he's headed towards the Kingdom Come version. He is far more um, proper. Is that, a, is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, he feels almost like the 60s, 70s comic book version of Bruce Wayne that... Uh, felt rich. He had he he used to always wear those smoking jackets and and bathrobes or bedrobes, smoking a pipe. Very proper, very uh, an older Bruce Wayne, and and the version of Batman that we got from that that comic book version of Bruce Wayne was uh, you know very super heroic. You know, so this version of Bruce Wayne, I don't know. I didn't really feel it. 
I didn't think their connection was all that great. Um, it's the first time we see him on the screen, so I don't know. If we see him some more, maybe he'll loosen up into the role, but uh, it was just a very different, a very settled Bruce Wayne, um, which some people might like after all the versions that we've gotten previously. So they have a heart-to-heart. -heart. This is where Dick gets some closure. He talks about how Bruce weaponized his childhood, but he realizes now in the long run that it was done for a certain reason so that Dick wouldn't grow up with all this hate from his parents being killed. And uh, he's the one who tells Bruce that, you know, he has an idea. He's going to reform the Titans. They're going to go to San Francisco again, a nod back to the Jeff Johns run. Um, and Bruce says, okay, fine, as long under one condition. And that condition being that he's going to take Jason, Do Jason Todd. So they wind up in San, Fran San Francisco and uh, they're just in a high rise and they have a new headquarters, a new home. And that's where the episode ends. So like I said, total wrap-up of season one. It should have been the season one finale. The back half stuff was fine, was interesting. Um, we didn't get a tease of Superboy like we did at the end of season one, so I assume we are going to meet up with that character soon. Um, I'm not in love with the series, as I probably talked about in season one, but I'm watching it for these episodes so that if someone isn't is interested and you're not watching it, you can get the play-by-play, -play, or if you are interested and you are liking it, you know, you can let me know. I did write one more thing here. Um, the actress playing young Donna Troy in her nightmare sequence, her name is Aphrodite Drosis. Aphrodite. So it's a very interesting Greek connection there. I thought that was cool. All right, so yeah, email me. Let me know what you think, or leave a comment on the website at thedailyrios.com, or send me an email, peter at thedailyrios.com. I will try to continue to do episodes as they come out, so we can get a conversation going. Uh, I have a feeling that season two might be a little more cohesive than season one, because we're moving away from, I, I assume, we are moving away from stories that might have been held over from previous attempts at making a Titan show. And maybe now we're sort of moving into where they want to go. My only hope is that they don't try to push it into storylines that have already gone on in the Young Justice cartoon. Because it feels like, why do we need that, right? But we'll see. We'll see. Um, once again, happy 10 years to the Tower podcast. Here's to 10 more, I guess. This has been the Tower episode 29. If this podcast isn't on any of your favorite podcatchers, please let me know so I can uh, submit it, and uh, I will be back next week. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.